0: Welcome to a brand new episode of the Jam Pack Report, today for June the 5th of 2020. Of course, my name is Samuel Adams and this is a daily gaming news podcast meant to bring you the hottest news you need to know from around the industry. Hosted on YouTube and podcast services around the world five days a week, it is your one stop shop for everything you need to know. So if you enjoy the show and you like what you see, hit that subscribe button and keep coming back for more. But today we have some very big news and a variety of stories to dive into, but first and foremost, Bluepoint Games is reportedly working on both a Demon's Souls remake and a Bloodborne remaster for the PlayStation 5. Earlier today, rumors began to emerge that Bloodborne would be getting a PlayStation 5 remaster along with a PC version to boot. The speculation came from some pretty reliable sources and in doing so, it appears to have given other outlets the confidence to speak out about what they know. YouTuber PC Gaming Inquisition is just one example who states that the PlayStation 5 version of Bloodborne is being developed by Bluepoint Games in tandem with QLOC. The latter studio put out Dark Souls Remastered and appears to be aiding work which will see the title attain a 4K resolution and 60 frames per second. The channel goes on to state that the Bloodborne Remaster will be coming to both PC and PlayStation 5 soon and the Demon Souls Remake will close the PlayStation 5 game reveal event which was postponed at the start of this week. Now we would not usually report on a YouTube channel that is entirely new to the party with an unproven track record, but what lends this video weight is the fact that the original sources of this rumor are actively reporting on it. Nibble and Wario64 on Twitter teased the release overnight and have now extended their coverage to incorporate the video you see above. So, just to wrap things up once more, Bloodborne is getting a PlayStation 5 remaster with 4K 60fps support, if the speculation is to be believed. That project is also coming to PC, but a Demon's Souls remake remains a PlayStation 5 exclusive for now, and will be announced at Sony's upcoming next-gen reveal event, which could be within the next week to two weeks, depending on when they choose to uh, hold their event that was postponed earlier in the week. So the big question on my mind is, of course, number one, the legitimacy of this entire rumor. Uh, Could we actually be getting what fans have been wanting for a very long time? Uh, For those that are new to this story, the fact that Bloodborne remains locked at 30 frames per second, even on the PlayStation 4 uh, and the PlayStation 4 Pro is a crime in and of itself. In my mind, you should be able to patch that and make it 60 FPS. But this does seem to line up with a lot of the rumors we have been hearing about Bluepoint over the course of the past few months where they have very big projects in the works. Uh, And I am shocked again at this point that Sony has not acquired Bluepoint Games because they have done phenomenal work on stuff like the Uncharted Nathan Drake Collection. That is a massive win in all accounts. And I think they are really putting out some amazing products. On top of that, uh, the Shadow of the Colossus remaster, that was a phenomenal experience as well. So it seems like they are working on both a Demon's Souls remake, which has been rumored to be their current project, and on top of that, they are also involved in the Bloodborne remaster, which makes sense because then it would give Bluepoint time to get hands-on experience with the PlayStation 5, and then potentially start porting some of the PlayStation 4's biggest games to the new piece of hardware, assuming they might not be backwards compatible. Alternatively, they could start working on PlayStation 3 games, or Bluepoint could just make an original title altogether, uh, but to be able to get that t- team working on, something that fans have been wanting for a very long time, is certainly a welcome piece of information. Uh, now, it is worth mentioning all of this comes from PC Gaming at Inquisition, which has 457 subscribers at the time of this report, but it is also worth mentioning that the two biggest sources of leaks in the gaming industry at current, at its current state are Nibble and Wario 64, and they have pretty much co-signed by sharing this video. So. With all that being said, take rumors with a grain of salt, but this one, it seems like it very well could be reality. But moving on, Riot is testing Valorant on consoles, but don't get your hopes up yet. They are not sure if the experience, quote, translates completely to console play. Valorant is a PC-only game right now, and that won't change anytime soon. However, Riot Games is not ruling out the possibility of bringing its new tactical shooter to consoles at some point. In fact, the developer is currently prototyping a console version. Executive producer Anna Donlin told GameSpot. But she made it clear that there is no guarantee that you will ever be able to play Valorant on Xbox One, Series X, PS4, or PS5. Quote, there is a way to play this game and there is a way to experience this game that we're not entirely sure translates completely to console play, she said. If we feel like we can deliver this experience on those platforms, we absolutely will, but we really want Valorant to stand for a certain type of gameplay and a certain type of experience. The development team is concerned about anyone feeling as though they have a disadvantage because of the platform they're playing on. Many first-person and third-person shooters offer controller players aim assist options to compensate for the finer control they would get with a mouse and keyboard. Aim assist is often a bunk of contention, though some top Fortnite players recently raised concerns that aim assist in that game was far too powerful. For Valorant, which takes place—excuse uh, me, which places a strong emphasis on aim and mechanical ability—striking the right balance for controller players might prove to be a problem. Unless Riot can crack that issue and any other Im- impediment, okay, uh, okay, uh, any other impediment to delivering an authentic Valorant experience on console, you shouldn't get your expectations up about playing it on PS4 or Xbox One. But still, the notion that Riot is actively trying to figure out whether console versions will work might give you some hope. Uh, First and foremost, a few weeks ago, whenever they were doing interviews, uh, as the Valorant launch on PC began to ramp up, they confidently said the game would never come to consoles and that it was going to be a PC exclusive. So comparing that statement with statements coming from this week, it seems like this is something that has cropped up recently. Now, The question is, could Valorant actually work on the console space as well as it does on PC? And The answer is unequivocally no but it could still translate to some degree. Uh, So the main problem I see here is cross-play functionality, because that is completely and totally unfair. I cannot understate that, because Valorant is much like CSGO in the fact that it is tuned in and centered around the idea of accuracy and the idea of player skill, and to incorporate any kind of aim assist into that mechanic at all, uh, just simply would throw off the entire balance of the game and make it feel very, very different. In a way, I look back to Counter-Strike Global Offensive on the Xbox 360 versus Counter-Strike Global Offensive on the PC. Those are two very different experiences. But, in a world where you do have PC gaming peripherals being used on consoles, uh, that could change the experience and you could be seeing a reality in which you are unable to play on consoles with a standard controller and you have to use a mouse and keyboard, but it is still possible. Uh, These are all potential outcomes of this conversation, but Valorant IS being tested on consoles, so we'll see where that goes. But a new Halo project is in the works at 343 Industries. What could it be? Halo Infinite should launch in holiday 2020, but it looks like developer 343 is planning another game in the popular franchise. Today, Twitter user Clobrealy, ooh, Clobreal? Ooh, I don't know about that one. This is a big Xbox guy. Notice that the team was looking for a senior producer to lead a new project in the Halo universe. The post said, quote, 343 Industries is looking for a senior producer to work with our core services team to help develop a new project in the Halo universe. It's unclear what this project could be at the moment, but it does not seem like it's the sequel to Halo Infinite, since it's not even out yet. It may be a spinoff or another title along those lines. So what do you want to see from the Halo universe, they ask at Windows Central? Personally, I think this could be Halo Wars 3. That's just my two cents, because I don't see any other potential outcome for the Halo universe. We've branched out to the tactical style approach with Halo Wars before, and it's been pretty well received. Uh, And then, of course, you have the first person shooters. If you did maybe a third person shooter, that could potentially work. Uh, But there are just very few genres that Halo could fit into easily. Uh, I mean, I don't think this is going to be a card game. Or, uh, I mean, could you do a, a Warthog Racer? Maybe that could work. I, I, I really don't think so. Uh, but a new project is in the works at 343 Industries set in the world of Halo. So it should be pretty interesting, and man, just even looking at this image makes me want to go back and start playing through the Master Chief Collection one more time. I really, really want to go all in on one console or another this holiday season, but my love for Halo is making it so difficult to completely abandon the world of Xbox. It just is so, so good. Of course, the game is also coming to PC, and presumably any Halo game coming out in the future is going to be coming to PC as well, so I'm not completely locked out. But Cyberpunk 2077 Xbox One X bundles do include the first DLC for the game. Microsoft unveiled its Cyberpunk 2077 Xbox One X bundle a few months back which included a custom Xbox One X controller, a Cyberpunk themed controller, a digital copy of Cyberpunk 2077 as well. Adding to that haul, the bundle now also comes with a code for the first batch of Cyberpunk 2077 DLC. CD Projekt Red's follow-up content for its Witcher series has been top-notch, so this could be a really good deal. Microsoft says that only 45,000 of these consoles will be manufactured, so this is a limited edition. Of course, copies of the game itself will be more plentiful when it releases on September the 17th, and the bundle is available for pre-purchase now, so happy console bundling. Again, I do want to reiterate uh, what a crime it is that this piece of hardware is coming out at the end of the console generation uh, because I really have no intention of picking up an Xbox One X with a limited edition print on it on the cusp of the release of the Xbox Series X. Just saying. But I think this adds a good bit of value uh, for those that are looking to get into the world of Cyberpunk 2077, Uh, I think this is something that might have been added after the release or the announcement of the console, but it is yet to be determined, I just had never heard about this before. So if you do want to pick up this limited edition console, you do get not only the console itself, but you get Cyberpunk 2077 and you also get the first DLC. Now we have a slew of delays when it comes to video game events and a couple of changes for this summer's plans. Electronic Arts has delayed EA Play to June the 18th. Unsurprisingly, EA Play has now been pushed back by one week as Electronic Arts wants to allow more important voices to be heard. As many other game companies have done this past week, publisher Electronic Arts has announced this afternoon that it would be delaying its upcoming EA Play Showcase by one full week in an attempt to let the focus remain on more important conversations. The announcement was made on social media, where EA revealed that the new date for EA Play will now be Thursday, June the 18th, rather than the originally planned date of June the 11th. The show will now kick off at 4pm PST, 7 p.m. EST on this new date, and EA did not give any hints of what it might be talking about during the stream. Quote, with the important conversations taking place and important voices being heard around the world right now, we are moving out time to come together and play, Electronic Arts said simply in its statement accompanying the delay. This comment is in reference to the ongoing Black Lives Matter protests that have broken out around the world in the wake of the murder of George Floyd the protests are meant to spark a conversation and push to change related to long standing issues in the us such as systemic racism and police brutality alongside ea play the guerrilla collective digital games festival has also been delayed hosted by greg miller and produced by media indie exchange with kind of funny game Showcase, guerrilla collective will be taking the form of a multi day press conference now scheduled for june the 13th through the 15th the indie-focused showcase promises game announcements, trailers, and a celebration of gaming culture, with events kicking off at 10am Pacific Time, 1am Eastern Time, 6pm UK on each day of the festival. Guerrilla Collective has also announced plans to host a June 7th livestream focused exclusively on games from Black developers and titles featuring Black protagonists. And so, multiple events and content launches have been delayed amid the Black Lives Matter protest, but as they say, The overall movement is totally worth it. Again, I have seen videos of people getting upset about things getting delayed, specifically in regards to stuff like the PlayStation 5 uh, reveal event and other events that are on that scale. You need to take a step back and realize it's not always about the games. So, these are small delays in the grand scheme of things. Electronic Arts EA Play Event is now going to be coming on June the 18th. The Guerrilla Collective is now coming June 13th through the 15th. And on top of that, with the coronavirus still going on, uh, Summer Games Done Quick 2020 has moved online, now taking place the 16th through the 23rd of August. Summer Games Done Quick is a massive event for the speedrunning community. Earlier this year, the event was postponed by Games Done Quick due to the coronavirus, and now the in-person event has been officially canceled, and GDQ has moved the whole thing online. It's a move that makes sense, especially with how successful the company's coronavirus relief marathon was, and you can find more details about the digital event below. The online event will take place from August 16th through the 23rd on the GDQ Twitch channel. Fortunately, runners who have already submitted for the in-person event only have to submit a form to keep their spot. Presumably, the team went ahead and made sure all the runs could move online when they originally pushed SGDQ back. Regardless, it is a good move to make sure all of the great runners still get to show their stuff, and there will be some new runs submitted, which means any game that's come out since the last deadline can now be submitted. I, right, the author says, cannot wait to see Pro Cycling Manager 2020 speed run. Jokes aside, every GDQ event is a must-watch. Not only are the runs tons of fun, but the whole thing supports a great cause. At Awesome Games Done Quick this winter, the team raised $3.13 million for Prevent Cancer Foundation, and SGDQ is raising money for Doctors Without Borders, and I would not be very surprised if they don't clear that $3 million mark again. Summer Games Done Quick runs from August 16th through the 23rd, and by all means, you can tune in on Twitch.tv. This is something of an icon in the summer season. I've always loved Summer Games Done Quick, and it is just a very fun event uh, to be a part of and to take in, and I cannot wait uh, to tune in in person or otherwise. Uh, But I will say I cannot wait for the world to get back to some sense of normalcy when it comes to online events, because when I think about GDQ, I think about those times at like 4.30 in the morning, whenever the entire auditorium is empty, and you have four people sitting in the back, and they're just completely and totally infatuated with what's going on. I love that sentiment for some reason, where this entire presentation hall is empty, but you have the few, the proud, the dedicated those that haven't had time to adjust their sleep schedules. I love that idea. But regardless, it looks like we are all going to be able to stay up for hours and days at a time when SGDQ is held this August the 16th through the 23rd. I love games done quick. I really, really do. But to round out today's show, we have a positive follow-up for a story we talked about a couple of weeks back. After fan outcry, EA has extended the free upgrade offer for Madden on the Xbox Series X. Madden NFL 21 publisher Electronic Arts has extended the duration of its free upgrade offer for the next generation version of the game, changing its policy in response to criticism from fans and the media. Now, the promotion will be valid all the way until Madden NFL 22 is released in the summer of 2021. EA announced its offer in the early May month during the Inside Edition et- et- Inside Edition. This is not this is not television drama. I apologize. Electronic Arts announced its offer in early May during an Inside Xbox episode. There we go, focusing on Xbox Series X games in which Microsoft revealed 9 titles from third-party publishers that would be part of the company's smart delivery initiative. Supporting smart delivery means that customers who buy the Xbox One version of the game in question will receive a free upgrade to the improved Xbox Series X version once it is released, rather than having to buy the same game on both platforms. However, EA took a different approach that it calls dual entitlement. That's because the publisher pulled. Sure. Uh, Time constraints on the offer, saying that in order to be eligible for it, Madden NFL 21 customers would have to buy the game on Xbox One by December 31st, 2020, and redeem the upgrade on the Xbox Series X by March 31st, 2021. The Xbox Series X is scheduled to launch this holiday season, so the policy would not have left out anyone who did not buy the next-gen console within the first five or six months on the market. The qualifiers also risk confusing consumers by muddling the message on Microsoft's simple program as the author argued in a piece on Polygon. Quote, during our recent Inside Xbox announcement, we included some dates limiting this dual entitlement approach, the text on EA Next Level website says. Now, having listened to our players' response, we are extending the offer all the way through our Madden 21 season lineup to the release of Madden NFL 22, so players can upgrade to Madden NFL 21 on Series X whenever they first purchase their new console within that period. Uh, First off, Uh, Whoa, we're getting a Madden NFL 22 breaking news! Just kidding, that's kind of expected. Uh, This is the right thing to do? I don't even know what else to say to this. Uh, The original setup was so backwards, I was kind of appalled by it to begin with, uh, because, again, it was very limiting, so if you didn't buy the current-gen version of the game before December 31st, you were completely out of luck if you wanted to upgrade without paying if you happened to do so in 2021. So essentially, if you were the earliest of adopters of this game, uh, then only then would you be able to upgrade to the next-gen version, and that's simply ridiculous. Uh, So now you are able to do so all the way until the release of Madden NFL 22, which is roughly around the late August timeframe of next year. So that gives you plenty of time to get your hands on the next version of Madden, or I should say EA Sports. It's in the game. Uh, But that rounds out today's episode of the Jam Pack Report. If you enjoyed today's show, drop me a like down below and let me know how you feel about everything we talked about today. How do you feel about Bloodborne coming to PC and PlayStation 5? That's the one thing I really want to hear about. Uh, But you guys have a fantastic weekend. I'll be back on Sunday for an episode of The Drop, and we'll be back here with the Jam Pack Report on Monday to keep you up to date and informed. Until then, have a good one and peace.